Hallelujah. And so this morning, we are going to quickly look at strong and not weak. Amen. Tell your neighbor, I am strong. I am not weak. Strong and not weak. And that's the way God sees us. That's the way God sees the church. And that is why every time the Lord Jesus Christ comes to rebuke the church, he comes and then rebukes them and then calls them to where they belong. And say, come on, take your position. This is where you belong. Why would Jesus come? Because when the church begins to behave like a weakling, then he comes and says, no, that's, your, that's not your destiny. You have a, say, what manner of man is this? That's you. Hallelujah. What manner of man? That's you. Hallelujah. I think I heard only one person say, that's me. <laughs> I don't know about you. Are you going to be like the disciples? I'm saying, Lord, save us. And a lot of us, when we identify ourselves, we are studying the scriptures and then studying the scripture. And, you know, you're reading about the woman with the issue of blood. And then you're reading and you're reading. And then you begin to identify yourself as that woman. You don't know who you are. You don't know who you are. You are not that woman. You are the one that have been sent to deliver that woman. Hallelujah. You take your place. You identify yourself with Jesus. For we are one with him. And I will show you by prophecy. What is the picture of the church. When the Bible talks about the church... Who are the people that uh, makes up the church? Who are the church? You and I. So that you understand the picture. You understand the image that God has for you. And then you begin to align yourself. And when anything comes to come and pull you down, you say, no, I refuse. I am born for this. I am born to deal with this. Therefore, this purpose was the son of man appeared. That he might destroy the works of the devil. That's the reason you are here. He said, the way the Father has sent me, the Bible says he breathed, he breathed on them, and then he said, just as the Father has sent me, sent I you. The only time that you are allowed to be a weakling is before you got born again. Hallelujah. Or, oh, if you were here before Jesus Christ died. But after Jesus Christ died and the church was born, and then the Holy Ghost came and then took his residence here. Before Acts of Apostles chapter 2, the Holy Ghost used to come and go. He had no rights to reside here. But when Jesus paid the price, he had every right. Just as the devil has rights here on earth, the Holy Ghost has right. Ah, you may not know. The devil has every right here on earth. You don't know. <laughs> the Bible says that 
he was sent down to this earth. And then the lamentation was taken about the earth. Painful lamentation. Now that the devil is with you, ah, oh, earth, we are in trouble. But a joyful proclamation came that in those days, the Lord will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Hallelujah. And in Acts chapter 2, he said, that which was spoken by the prophet has come to pass. He said, this is that. This is that that was spoken. It is no longer a prophecy. It is a reality. Is someone getting this this morning? It's a reality. So you must understand how to take your position. You take your position. And in this series, that's what we're going to be looking at. It's not something we can finish today. We'll be looking at it so you can align yourself as a strong one of the Lord. And let, let, let's look at some prophecies from the word of God about the church so that we can understand the image and the picture of God concerning the church of Jesus Christ. Zechariah chapter 12 verse 8. Zechariah chapter 12 verse 8. In that day, come and say in that day. It's referring to the day that Jesus Christ is going to die and then he's going to rise up again. And then the day that the Holy Spirit was going to be poured upon all flesh and the Holy Spirit will be resident here on earth. In that day, shall the Lord defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem. He will have every right to defend here. Why? Because Jesus paid the price. Tell your neighbor, Jesus paid the price. So God is your defender. Oh, you're not preaching to that lady. You're not preaching to that man. Come on, preach like you know it. Hallelujah. God is your defender. And the devil will come and tell you that God is against you. Whereas God is your defender. God is my defender. At least if you cannot preach to others, you should be able to preach to yourself. God is my defender. Come on, say, God is my defender. He said, in that day, the Lord shall the Lord defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And then what is he going to bring about? He said, he that is feeble, come on, among them at that they shall be as David. <laughs> the weak among them shall be as David. During the time of David, it was like David was the strongest in Israel. And yet the Bible says that in our day, in the day of the church, that the weak among us, the person that is considered the weakest, shall be strong as David. Why David? Why David? Why David? Why not Moses? Why David? Because David was a man that lived in the new covenant, yet he was in the old covenant. 
<laughs> he was a man that enjoyed new covenant in the era of the old covenant. So that's why David could be considered as part of the church. And I said, but the least, the weakest in the church shall be like David. And we know that David was a strong man. A man after God's own heart. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Glory to God. He said, and then the house of David shall be as God, as the angel of the Lord before them. Why? Talking about the church. He said, the church shall be as the angel of the Lord. The church shall be as God. What does that mean? Solution providers. Saviors. And you know the almighty God does not sleep. He doesn't cry. Amen. He's a strong man. And that's why we must be spiritually alert. We must not sleep in the spirit. We must be spiritually awake in the spirit. Hallelujah. Let's look at another prophecy. Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2. And let's start reading from verse 1. Joel chapter 2. Now, before we go there, go back to Zechariah chapter 12, verse 8, and then give me the Amplified Classic. Zechariah 12, 8. The Amplified Classic. In that day will the Lord guard and defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and he who is spiritually feeble. And stumbles among them in that day of persecution shall become strong and noble like David. And the house of David shall maintain his supremacy like God, like the angel of the Lord who is before them. Give me an IV. I want another. Okay, feeblest. Anyway, you know what feeble means? Weak. That's what it means. Weak. Weak. Do you have another version that talks, says weak? Give it to me. I just want, yes, okay, the message. On the big day, come on now. Hey, the D-Day. <laughs> the D-Day. And what is that big day? The day that Jesus died and then rose again. Hallelujah. Some of us, we don't know it's the big day. Ah! That's why every day... You see, when we, when we celebrate the birth of Jesus, it's a big day. When we celebrate anything about Jesus, it's a big day. When we celebrate, especially Easter. Easter is supposed to be more celebrated. But you know, <laughs> because we are celebrating the death and the resurrection of Jesus. 
All right, now let's go to Joel chapter 2, and verse 1. We've seen it. He said, Blow ye the trumpet in Zion. Sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and of thick darkness. As the morning spread upon the mountains, a great people, come on, say great people. Great. This is a prophecy about the church of Jesus Christ. The church of Jesus Christ is a triumphant church. It's not a weakling. It's a triumphant church. Does it mean that it doesn't have her issues? No. We saw that even in the early church. They had their issues. Jesus Christ came and then rebuked them, right? So it is, it is part of the process to maintain your strength. So you, you miss it and you don't... No, 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 no. That's not my place. You rise up again and say, no, that's not my place. That's not my place. That's not my place. Now watch this prophecy so, so you understand that things happen to great people. Things happen to strong people. But one thing about the strong people is that they remain standing. Standing strong and powerful. Hallelujah. He says, let all the inhabitants. I'm going back to verse 1 now. For the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. A day of darkness and of gloominess. A day of clouds and of thick darkness. As the money spread upon the mountains. A great people and what? A strong. Did he say a great people and a weakling? Is that what he said? Great and strong. Come on, say great and strong. He said, there had not been ever the light, neither shall be any more after it. Even to the years of many generations, there won't be any other church. This is the church of Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus Christ was referred to as the last Adam, not the second Adam. He was never referred to as the second Adam. He was referred to as the last Adam because there won't be another Adam. He came and finished the work well. He said, it is finished. He did it well. It was a success. Hallelujah. And now he began to describe the church. The triumphant church. He said, a fire devoured before them. In front of them is a fire. A fire goes before them. The fire of the Lord. Is their lead. <laughs> the fire of the Lord is their guide. He said, The fire goes before them. And you know what? Well, there is a shadow of it in the Old Testament that the Bible referred to as the church in the wilderness. Because the church in the wilderness was a shadow of the triumphant church, the end time church. Referring to the children of Israel in the wilderness as a church in the wilderness. And how were they led? 
There was a cloud right in front of them. And then the pillar of fire behind them. It wasn't just for their leading, it was also for their protection. And they never move until the cloud moves. So the fire devoured before them. And behind them a flame bonnet. It is not just a cloud now. <laughs> that cloud that was with the church in the wilderness has turned to a devouring fire. Can I hear a big amen to that? So when you look at Israel and then you see the mighty things that God did through them, then we haven't seen anything yet. Because we are supposed to do much more. Tell your neighbor we are supposed to do much more. Jesus said greater works than these shall you do. He said a fire be developed before them and behind them a flame bonnet. The land is as the garden of Eden before them. They, they enter into a barren place and then change it to the garden of Eden. Look at it. How can a fire that devoured is right in front of them and yet the land before them is what? As a garden of Eden. You expect that the fire would devour and you know spot. No. It's, it's, it's a holy fire. It's a purifying fire. That changes every dryness. Every dryness, it changes everything to fruitfulness. It changes every death to life. It changes the ruined place into the Garden of Eden. And now, that's why the Bible could tell the church in the wilderness, whatsoever you lay your hands upon shall prosper. I mean, that's the church in the wilderness. How much more the triumphant church? Is that behind them a desolate Wilderness, yea, and nothing shall escape them. <laughs> the Bible says concerning you that nothing shall escape you. Has sickness escaped you before? Then you no more. What does it mean when sickness escapes you? If you get sick and sickness dealt with you, that means you are unable to deal with that sickness. Hallelujah. Instead of you dealing with the sickness, it's the sickness that is uh, dealing with you. That's not right. That's wrong. Tell your neighbor, that's uh, wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> it says, nothing shall escape them. Verse 4, the appearance of them is as the appearance of horses. How many of you have seen horses? And then horses keep running and then running and then running. And then you're wondering, why are they not tired? How many of you have seen tired horses before? Have you seen one? 
Eh? I've never seen a horse that is tired. Either in real life or in the television. I've not seen one. <laughs> horses. So you to know how strong horses are. You can ride a horse from here to Ibadan. And on the way, the horse will still just be enjoying himself. And you're wondering, where's that strength coming from? Are they machines or, or animal? That's what you're going to be asking yourself. That's why they use them during war. Ride on them. Because of their speed also. They have speed. Donkeys are strong, but do they have speed? No. Can donkeys jump over the wall? Horses can. Fiery horses. Trained horses. So the appearance of them is as the appearance of horses and as horsemen, so shall they run. Run as horsemen. You've seen the guys on the horse. The way they run with their horses. He said, that's the kind of strength you have. Hallelujah. This is God describing you. So no more shall that sickness escape you. You'll deal with it immediately. In the name of Jesus. No more shall poverty come and be dealing with you. you deal with poverty. No more shall sin deal with you. You deal with sin. In the name of Jesus. He say, like the noise of chariots on the tops of mountains, shall they leap. Like the noise of a flame of fire that devoured the stubble, as a strong people set in battle array. He <laughs> said, we are not fighting flesh and blood. But who are we dealing with? principalities, spiritual beings. Why? Because we're spirit beings. And so you cannot be unaware of what is happening in the realm of the spirit. The devil and his co-authors are there. So it's not human beings you are fighting, you start fighting. No, there's a spirit behind what that human being is doing. You deal with that spirit and then that's it. You take over. Verse 6, before their face, the people shall be much pained. All faces shall gather blackness. They shall run like weak men. Is that what the Bible says? Like what? Like mighty men. They shall climb the wall like men of war. They shall march everyone on his ways. You are not going to disturb each other. You will know your part. He said, and they shall not break their ranks. So that means there's no room for jealousy. There's no room for, for distractions here and there. There's no room for malice. 
There's no room for gossip. When you engage in such things, what are you doing? You have broken your rank. You have moved out of your path. You are not in the path. You are subscribed to weakness. You have moved out of strength and then moved into weakness. And that's not your destiny. Your destiny is a destiny of strength. Neither shall one thrust another. You know what that means? To thrust. You spare a sword. Actually, spare to thrust. When you so you look at your fellow, uh, and then unless you look, use knife. So you use knife. You understand knife very well. You bring knife, and then you chook. Let me use uh, pigeon English. You chook your neighbor. Put them. He said, "No." He said, "None of them will do that. None of them." He said, "You won't be barbiters. <laughs> You're not going to bring down your brother. You're not going to bring down your sister." He said, when you begin to do that, what you are subscribed to is what? Weakness. You have entered a covenant with weakness. But that's not your portion. In the name of Jesus. So you can see the reason why men that are supposed to be strong are weak. When they don't stay on their rank. When they don't stay in their position. When they are distracted by the things of the world. He said, neither shall one trust another. They shall walk everyone in his own path. Come say, I walk in my own path. He said, and when they fall upon the sword, they shall not be wounded. Hey! Can you see the strength of this one? And then the amazing thing is that the Bible says when they fall. It didn't say if they fall. If it is if, it means some people will not. But he said when. So that has already subscribed you to the fact that you are here on earth. The earth is a falling place. Everything around you, he said, uh, some things around you will not be conducive. He said, yet, in that situation, it will not affect you. He said, you will not be wounded. <laughs> he said, you are going to still be invisible. You are going to operate within your own atmosphere. What they call Nigeria, those things they say, Nigeria, don't let Nigeria happen to you. You understand? It happens. It won't get to you. Hallelujah. But just for your information, if you don't know, hallelujah. Praise God. If you don't know, huh? listen, if you don't know, Nigeria is changing. So that you know. 
There's a fresh Nigeria coming. With fresh people. Hallelujah. Did I call the name of anybody now? Is there anybody bearing fresh? Hallelujah. Just go for the fresh. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If say we name, how many of you, you want a new Nigeria? New Nigeria. If you want new, then it must be new. So it means it must be new. It can't be old. Hallelujah. Because it's simple. It's simple. I mean, it's, it's so logical. In all realms, in the realm of the spirit, is a, is, is, is a well-known uh, uh, principle. In the realm of the physical, is a well-known principle. That if you want new, you go for new. If you see one old, then you go for old. Hallelujah. A word is enough for the wise. Vote wisely. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's coming when? Two Saturdays from here. After this coming Saturday. We are going to change this country. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Look at verse 9. It said, They shall run to and fro in the city. They shall run upon the wall. They shall climb upon the houses. They shall enter in at the windows like a thief. This is talking about wisdom. Entering in. He that winneth a soul is what? Is wise. Takes wisdom. Infiltration. It's one of the it's one of uh, the secrets of taking territories, international territories, infiltration. You enter in and nobody sees you. In this country, as we are, there are many American spies that are in Nigeria and you don't know. Not only American spies, though. Many countries have their spies in Nigeria. In fact, some of them may be your friend. Is it? Eh? Yes. They're your friend. They speak, some of them speak Yoruba better than you. Some of them speak Igbo better than you. <laughs> and yet, they are spies. You don't even know. It's one of the strategy of taking territories. Verse 10, he said, the earth shall quake before them. The heavens shall tremble. The sun and the moon shall be dark. And the stars shall withdraw their shining. He said, and the Lord shall utter his voice before his army. For his camp is very great. For he is strong that executed his word. He is strong that do what? Executed is wrong. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. Who can abide it? So what is he saying here? He said, these same people will usher in the rapture, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And who is talking about? Talking about us, the strong and triumphant church. 
you must see yourself as one that is strong. The New Testament testifies to it. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. So now, thanks be unto God which always causes us to triumph in Christ. Sometimes, did he say sometimes? Always means always. All the time. All the time. You have been programmed to triumph all the time. All the time. That you fall on a sword does not mean that you are not strong. He said, when they fall on the sword, did he say they will start crying? He said, they shall not be what? Wounded. They shall not be wounded. If you see any believer that is wounded, it is not the children of this world that wounded him. It is fellow believers. It is not the sword they fell on. It is the thrust of the believer that refused to stay on his part. I'll tell you something. Because even when a believer is so weak and so weak, and then we have the church around the believer and is able to, you know, help this believer. There's some encouragement here. There's some rebuking here from every angle. Because there are times what, you, what they need is rebuke. So if you go and give them encouragement when they need rebuke, that's trouble. And that's why we must understand by the Spirit of God what we need to do. The exact thing we need to do. But does it mean that the believer will begin to blame others? No. Because you could also stand on the word of God. They said you shall fall on any sword and it shall not wound you. So you can say no. Come on, I'm a strong man. I stand up again. Said the righteous shall fall, but yet he will do what? Rise again. Rise again. Rise again. Why? Because you are a strong man. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. He said, now thanks be unto God who always curses us to triumph in Christ and make manifest the sabbath of his knowledge by us in every place. Always curses us to what? Triumph. Always curses us to win in Christ. That's what it means. Causes us to win in Christ. Causes us to win in Christ. That issue you are going through, we know where it will end. It will end up in you winning. Yeah. Hallelujah. Come on, stand to your feet this morning and declare that the Lord causes me to always triumph in Christ Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, open your mouth and declare. And begin to speak to those situations in your life. Break out that hand to so break it here. Ibagadus, Iglenemohokedia. In the name of Jesus, I am born to win. I am programmed to win. In the name of Jesus. Galabadi Supreketeria. Thank you, Father. 
In Jesus' precious name, we prayed. And I listen here. Before you can begin to walk as strong people, strong men and women, you need to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if you are here this morning, you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are not sure that if Jesus comes right now, you are going to go with him. Please, every eyes close, please. If you are that person, you are not sure that if Jesus comes right now, now, you are going to go with him. I'm talking to you. I want to pray with you. You need to be sure. So wherever you are, please raise your right hand above your head. If you are not sure, God bless you. You are not sure that if Jesus comes right now, you're going to go with him. I want to pray with you. I'm going to pray with you. You're blessed. You're blessed. Don't, don't be afraid. Raise it very well. Raise it very well. Raise it very well. I'm going to pray with you. And you're going to be sure. You're going to be sure. Raise it very well. Thank you, Father. Say after me. My God. I know I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. But thank you, Lord. For sending your son. Jesus Christ. To die for me. And on the third day. He rose again. Therefore, I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior today. Thank you, Father, for writing my name in the book of life. Thank you, Father, for washing me clean with the precious blood of Jesus. I am born again today. And I know that when Jesus comes, I'm going with him. No more with the devil. I am one with God. I'm one with the Lord. I follow the Lord. I am serious with God now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Now make sure some, uh, the ushers are going to give you, you know, something uh, to feel and then uh, will follow you up and, and then uh, direct you on how to grow in Christ. This is very important. Now we're still praying. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for this morning. Thank you for that which you've done. Thank you for that which you've done. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the miracles. Thank you for the healings. Thank you for the healings. Yes. Yes, those sickness are gone. In the name of Jesus. The pains are gone. In the name of Jesus. And I send you forth in the power of the Holy Ghost. You go forth in the power of the Lord. The hand of the Lord is strong upon you. You're going out and you're coming in this bless of the Lord. The lines are falling onto you in pleasant places. Yeah, you have a goodly heritage. In Jesus precious name. Amen and amen. amen. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Glory to God. Please you may be saved.